Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. God chose an interesting group of people to deliver the message to. He delivered them to shepherds. The shepherds in those days were despised outcasts. Can I say it the way they were? They were at the bottom of the social ladder. In fact, they were so despised, they were not allowed to be testifying in a court because nobody trusted the shepherds. If you were going to have a message delivered to a group of people, you'd send someone that you were sure your audience would believe. You wouldn't send known liars or people from a group that were thought to be untruthful. But God, as Pastor Mark will be teaching you today, doesn't think the same way people do. When he gave the message to the shepherds that night, he not only changed the course of history, he changed the lives of men who thought they'd be at the bottom of society forever. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his message called, Jesus Came to Rescue Us. talk about two key words. Here's the first one. Celebrate. Say it with me. Celebrate. That's why we're here. And that means to make merry, to have fun, to party, to enjoy. We're here to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Now, I want to ask a question to all the kids that are with us. How many know this word, Hatchimals? Let's see your hand, kids. How many know what one is? How many parents are clueless? Yeah, okay, let me tell you what it is. It's the number one toy, Hatchimals. And this is a little egg. And eventually it cracks open. There it is. And it got, now how many recognize it? Now, you would celebrate if you bought one of these in October because they were 50 bucks. They have sold out in the United States now. They've sold out in England totally. The only place you can buy them now is eBay $170. Anybody here celebrating you bought one for 50? Can I hear? Anybody? Anybody? Oh, I'm sorry for you. Maybe I shouldn't have done this in front of the kids. Okay, it's all right. So first word is, come on, first word is celebrate. Second word is rescue. Now, what does that mean? Here's what it means. To save, to deliver, to free someone from danger. So that's what we're going to talk about. That's why the whole title is simply, Jesus came to rescue us. So just turn to your neighbor and say two things, celebrate 
and rescue. Go ahead, wake him up, celebrate and rescue. How many remember the Hurricane Matthew? Anybody here remember? We sent one of our mission teams. They went to Haiti. Haiti had a horrible time in the Hurricane Matthew. When they went there, they rebuilt two church roofs in this little community. Here's what they built it with. Think about this. Two hammers and a handsaw. And they had to get all the wood. And they told me that the two by eights or whatever, none of them matched. (laughs) They had a great time. Both of those churches had no roof. Said they couldn't meet. There was no place for the people to meet at all. After we left, they all went and celebrated in their new roofed church. Isn't that great? And they were able to worship just like us. Yeah. Every year we send down to Haiti, and this year we included Colombia as well, 3,000 boxes of love. Because many of the kids down there, you know, they never get to uh, obviously celebrate. They don't get any kind of Christmas gifts at all. Now, the man physically getting removed from the flood, the guys building a church roof, two of them, and these gifts, they're all basically physical dangers. But I want to talk about being rescued from a different kind of danger. It's a spiritual danger. It's the real you, and it's the real me. Now, you know the story. I'll read part of it to you. Because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who is now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth, laid him in the manger because there was no lodging available for them. Now watch what happens next. I put this verse, these verses for you. And that night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly, out of the darkness, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And of course, (laughs) they were terrified. You see, that evening began for them like hundreds and hundreds of other evenings. It was just an ordinary night on the hills of Bethlehem. God chose an interesting group of people to deliver the message to. He delivered them to shepherds. The shepherds in those days were despised outcasts. Can I say it the way they were? They were at the bottom of the social ladder. In fact, they were so despised, they were not allowed to be testifying in a court because nobody trusted the shepherds. Now, realistically, these shepherds out in the fields were in a spiritual prison. Oh, they were open to do whatever they wanted in the fields. But the religious leaders would not allow them to come to the temple to worship because they were unclean. So, They had no way to worship God, and they're on the hill. 
Now, why in the world? What a, what a group of people. That's who God brought the first message from heaven about his son being born. They never dreamed, of course, that someone could come and rescue them so that they could finally go and personally worship God. But this ordinary night, you're going to see in a moment, becomes extraordinary. Why? Because of the grace of God. Now look what the angels say. But the angel reassured them, the shepherds, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you. Notice how personal. Nobody ever spoke to them personally. They're just a number of people. I bring you good news that will bring great joy. Hello, say the word with me. Come on, celebrate. Great joy to five or six people. Well, we have a few thousand here. Aren't you glad it wasn't five and six? Great, great joy to how many people? Tell me. All people. Well, how many is all people? It's all people. In the Greek, how many is all people? It's all people. It's just everybody. Now, good news. What was that good news? They didn't know it, but they were about to be rescued from their spiritual problem. They didn't know yet. See, that's what good news is all about. Rescued from a spiritual problem. Well, Pastor Mark, and I know some of you are already saying it, it's okay. I'm a good person. I'm not a shepherd. And I'm not in any danger. To be honest with you, I don't need to be rescued for anything. I'm doing just fine. Well, not really. Let me tell you three things every single person in this world, including you and me, needs to be rescued from. Number one, people need to be rescued from religion. See, Christianity is not a religion. Now, that may surprise you. Christianity is a relationship, a personal relationship with God. It isn't about rules and regulations and rituals. Now, a few years ago, Michael Bloomberg was a mayor of New York, and he was talking about all the good he did in office. Now, listen to this statement. This is amazing to me. I'm telling you, Michael Bloomberg, if there is a God, when I get to heaven, I'm not stopping to be interviewed. I'm heading straight in. I have earned my place in heaven. It's not even close. How many think Michael might have a little surprise coming on the other end? He honestly believes that. You say, well, that's crazy. Well, what is religion? Religion is very simple. It's man, knowing he's not right with God, trying to do enough works and climb the ladder of good works till he gets to heaven and go, I made it. But see, nobody is ever good enough. If you could get to heaven on your good works, why would we be here? Because Jesus came for nothing. It's impossible. You see, when you look at that, one of the reasons God didn't send, which you thought he would have, the angels to the priests, the Jewish rabbis at the temple. Why? Because they didn't need him. They're fine because they did all these so-called good works. So there's no use sending Jesus there. They would have had the same exact answer. We're fine. We don't need to be rescued from anything. Do you know that most people in our world believe exactly that's how they're going to get to heaven? 
Maybe you believe that, but you're going to see, you need to be rescued because that is a wrong truth. It isn't truth at all. You need to be rescued. And it may sound strange to you, but it's right out of the Bible. Good people don't go to heaven. Now, we have lots of good people. You're good people here. We're all good people. We try to be moral people. We try to help people. We try. We're not talking about that. We're talking about spiritually. Good people don't go to heaven. Listen, only forgiven people go to heaven. And that sounds strange to our world. Linda and I travel all over the world ministering to missionaries in all, especially Asia, all kinds of places. And just like here, they're trying to do good things because they're going to heaven because they're good enough. No, that is not right. Now, number two, people need to be rescued from Satan's lies. You might say, I pass away. You like believe in Satan? Uh, yeah. If there's good, there's evil, good and evil, God and Satan. Now, God's way more powerful than Satan because Satan's a created being. But understand this. Let me give you a few of his lies. He's known as a liar. Lie number one, he says to people, failure is final. And a lot of people go, really? And Satan will say, you're not going to become a Christian. You've sinned too much. That's simply a lie. You know what I love? Nobody has ever sinned too much. God loves to give new starts. By the way, all of us need a few new starts along the way, don't we? Would you like to start counting how many new starts you've had? No, the number doesn't go that high. Next lie. Here's the big one. Decide later. Tomorrow is Satan's turn. What does the Bible say? No, decide today. Don't put it off. Decide today. Here's the last one. You've heard it over and over, and we continue here. This is a lie from Satan. There are many roads that lead to heaven. There's lots of ways to get to heaven, Pastor Mark. All these different religions lead to heaven. No, they're all based on one thing. Works. And good works doesn't get a person to heaven. So understand, how many ways are there to heaven? One way. Outside these walls, even in here today, maybe that's a shock to you. Is it, Pastor Mark, that's so narrow. I didn't design it. God did. And let me read it to you. Jesus says this. I'm the way, not a way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father. No one goes to heaven except through me. See, the way I get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Now, why that? Well, that brings our third key. Here it is. All people need to be rescued from their sins. You remember the words spoken to Joseph when he found out that Mary was going to have a child? Look at it, Matthew 1, 21. And she, Mary, will have a son. And you, Joseph, you're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from what? Their sins. Well, who are those people? <laughs> Everybody. That's just the way it looks. Now, A.W. Tozer, a great pastor in the last century, said this. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need 
was forgiveness. So God sent us a savior. That is our greatest need. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what is this sin thing? Very simple. Here it is. Romans 3.23. For all have sinned, and they simply fall short of the glory of God. There's a big I in the middle of sin. What does that mean? I want to do life my way. Independent. Not obeying the word of God, just me. So God knew that every single person were born with a sin nature. Everybody is. And I sin by choice. So God knew that our greatest need would be forgiveness. So what did God do? He put skin on and sent Jesus and he moved into our world. Now, why did Jesus come to this world? Here it is. Jesus came to the earth to, here's that word, say it with me, rescue us from our sins. Colossians, Paul would write about it later. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, which is the kingdom of Satan. And he's transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of God, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. See, nobody can rescue you except Jesus, because my greatest need spiritually is that my sins need to be forgiven. Now, where did Jesus do that? Of course, on the cross of Calvary. He took your sin, he took my sin, and he paid for it. The wages of sin is death. Now, verse 12, I'll read it to you. And you, talking to the shepherds, will recognize him, the baby, by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger, and suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Now, why were more angels coming? This is really interesting. In the Bible later, we discover this. When one person becomes a Christian, all over the world, when one person becomes a Christian, Jesus is saying this. I tell you, there is rejoicing, say it with me, celebrating in the presence of the angels. Where do the angels live? Heaven. There's, there, there's celebrating in the presence of angels uh, of God over how many sinners? One. When one sinner repents, the angels go, yay. Why do you think they're celebrating on Christmas Eve? Because the Savior had come. They're saying like this, whoa, we're going to be billions of people. We're going to be clapping all day long up here. That's exactly right. Because see, you're valuable to God. Every single person is valuable to God. doesn't matter who they are. And he sent Jesus to meet our needs. Now, verse 15. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was a baby lying in the manger. See, they believed the angel. So they headed off to make sure it got proven. Listen to the next verse. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about the child. And those who heard the shepherd's story were totally astonished. Why? The shepherds, when they saw that the word of God was true, it wasn't just a story. There's the baby. That's 
the one that's going to rescue us from our sins. They went and told everybody, and that's what happened. And the good news, everybody they told went, wow, we can finally really have our sins forgiven. And verse 20 says, the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. What happened on that night? Well, on that night, the ordinary night turned to an extraordinary or extraordinary night. Why? Jesus came to not just rescue the shepherds. He came, as you already heard me say, all people. Christianity is a personal relationship with God. It's not a religion. It's not about you doing good works. All the works have been done on the cross. John 17, 3 says this, now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. See, the way to go to heaven is to have a personal relationship with God. Now, how in the world does that work? Well, it works like this. Today in the town of David, remember what they heard? A Savior has been born to you, the Christ, the Lord. It's always personal. When you leave this building, you will know that you could be rescued because we're all born a sinner. You could absolutely be rescued because it's already been paid for. And how do you do that? You repent, which means you're sorry for your sin. You believe that Jesus died for your sin and you begin following Jesus Christ. Now, this man chose to be rescued. He could have stayed on the roof of the house. Now, if he stayed on the roof of the house, how long is he going to live? Not much longer, because he's not going to make it in those waters. He chose. The rescue helicopter was there, but he had to get in the helicopter. Jesus Christ wants to rescue you that have never become a Christian. He's done it all. Can I say it this way? The helicopter is in the house. But you have to make a choice to be rescued. The Bible simply says this. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be rescued. It means repent, believe, and become a follower of Jesus Christ. I'd love to come and put you in the helicopter. But that's not my job. My job is to tell you that the helicopter has arrived. His name is Jesus Christ. He doesn't have just room for one. He's got room for as many as will come. Because Jesus came to rescue us from our sin. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the amazing story of how Jesus came to earth to be the redeemer for mankind. You heard about the barriers that people put up and have been given by Satan to keep them from accepting Jesus. You found out that Jesus didn't come to be the one of many gods. He came to be the only God, and his words and actions proved his claims. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. 
you'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. We owe Pastor Mark's message, Jesus Came to Rescue Us, was meaningful to you. The story of the gospel really is quite simple, and we trust that you heard how easy it is to convey this to others, as well as to understand it yourself. Please, give God's offer of salvation to you a fair hearing. Embrace what's being offered, and enter a life of freedom from sin. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurry.